Hey, so I'm starting off this episode a little bit differently than I normally do. Typically, I give you a synopsis of the episode, then it goes into my intro, then you have the episode content, outro, and done. However, I realized when I was editing this episode that I had made a mistake in providing information during the development of play section, which is towards the beginning of the episode. So in the episode, you're going to hear me say from birth to age three, kiddos engage in solitary play, but that's really only birth to age two. So the reason why I'm sticking this at the beginning of the episode is because this girl is not a skilled podcast editor yet. So the easiest thing for me to do was to take a little bit of time to let you know that I goofed, oops, um, and then stick this in the beginning of episode rather than try to insert it into the episode because I had already recorded, edited, and put it all together, and I didn't want to inadvertently mess that up. So just a reminder that you're going to hear me say in the episode that solitary play is from birth to age three when in actuality, solitary play is from birth to age two. So just wanted to clear that up. And so we're going to get on into the episode. Hi, and welcome to episode seven. Today is going to prime the pump for future conversations that we will have about play on this podcast. We're getting into the 10 things play is not and the 10 things play is. Play is crucial for your child and you'll see why. This is a juicy one and I have some great resources for you. Stick around to the end. I'm going to go through a lot of information, so let's get to it straight away. I hope you enjoy it and I'm glad you're here. Hello and welcome to this podcast, The Talking Toddler Coach. I'm your host and coach, Heather Randolph, pediatric speech-language pathologist, cheerleader of mamas, wife, and business owner. My passion is to empower you, moms, to help their little ones begin to talk or talk more. If you're worried about your child's speech development, confused about what to do, or frustrated by the advice you've been given, or are still on a wait list for speech therapy, you have come to the right place. This is where you'll go from uncertain to calm and confused to confident by learning about speech development and realistic expectations, receiving tips and tricks to help you in your daily life with your kiddos' communication, using consistent action steps I'll teach you. All right, let's get into it. I don't know if you're like me, but I love to look up quotes about things I'm passionate about. So I found these three, nope, four quotes that I think do a great job of summing up the immense value in play. Kay Redfield Jameson, a clinical psychologist and writer, said, Children need the freedom and time to play. Play is not a luxury. Play is a necessity. And Erica Christakis, a specialist in early childhood education, says, When we deny children play, we are denying them the right to understand the world. And Plato, the philosopher, said, you can learn more about a child in one hour of play than you can in one year of conversation. And our last one, Fred Rogers, the Mr. Rogers, said, play is often talked about as if it were relief from serious learning. But for children, play is serious learning. Yes, 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 yes to all four. So before we get into what play is and is not, let's briefly look at the development of play. 
From birth to three months, babies engage in unoccupied play. During this time, they're learning about how their body moves and are fascinated by movements of their own legs, hands, arms, etc. Around seven to eight months of age, babies develop object permanence, which just means they understand something still exists when that object is hidden or not in sight. This can begin to develop around four to seven months and is critical for their ongoing development of understanding abstract concepts. You can actually test this by, after playing with a toy for a little while, hide it under their blanket or under another toy. If your child looks around for it, their working memory is developing and they can keep a mental representation of that item in their mind and know that it's gone missing. Pretty cool, huh? Okay, let's go back to play development. From birth to three years, children are also engaged in solitary play. They just enjoy playing by themselves. This doesn't mean that you can't engage with them. Of course you can, but they may not seek out playing with you, so you get to initiate. Then around age two, they become spectators of other children's play. From about two years to three years, kiddos engage in parallel play. This is when they'll play besides or near or next to another child, but not necessarily play with them. They also engage in pretend play. You may see them use a play banana as a phone or acting out a familiar routine, such as pretending to feed a stuffed animal and then put them to bed. We move into associative play from about three years to four years of age, where there's a beginning interaction with kids, such as a few children within one area together at daycare, such as the play kitchen or climbing on the same playground equipment. Around four years of age is when children engage in cooperative play, where there is interest in the other children in a shared activity. So for example, they're now planning and cooking a meal in the kitchen, in that play kitchen together, or are pretending they're getting away from pirates together on the playground. All right, so that's a quick little intro to play development. Now we're gonna get into 10 things that play is not. Number one, play is not just something to pass the time. It certainly does do that, but there is so much more juicy goodness in play. Children learn through play period. There's no disputing this. Play is powerful for your child's development. Number two, play is not screen time. This is non-negotiable for me and other clinicians. Playing a video game or watching a YouTube video is not play. Number three, play is not a waste of time. Never, not once. Your child learns something new and or has recent learning reinforced every single time they play. Skills are learned, developed, and honed through play. Play is not only for kids. We need play too. Play helps mom and dad bond with their child. It also, it also pushes us as adults to be creative, slow down, and be present. Number five, play is not meaningless. Never. Your child is gaining meaning in their world through play every single time. Play is not perfect. For my perfectionist and recovering perfectionist, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Playing with children is one of the best ways to get over perfectionism. Let it be messy. It can all be cleaned up afterwards. And cleaning up can be part of the play. As your child gets older, they can be more and more involved with the cleanup. Let that be fun too. Number seven, play is not dependent upon the quote unquote best toys. Nope. Not at all. 
Play can be with a wooden spoon and a recycled plastic container, such as a yogurt container, small or large. These items can chase or race each other. You can drum and sing with them or pretend to mix up some cake batter and then pretend to bake it. They can become a phone that you can use to call mommy or daddy or their friends that can take a walk. And number eight, play is not lengthy. It doesn't have to be. If you have five minutes, you have time to play. Besides, based on your kiddo's age, their attention spans are short, and you know this. Number nine, play is not completely adult-directed. Nah, let your kiddo take the lead. Takes the pressure off of you, and you can then take the time to observe them, imitate them, and build off of what they're doing. And lastly, number 10, play is not a time to be silent. Please no. Take advantage of this time to inject modeling. In play, you can use sabotage, narration, giving choices. Those are the strategies that we talked about in episodes four, five, and six. Please take a listen to them if you haven't already. All right, now let's move into what play is. I have 10 items for this list as well, and it really is not comprehensive, but I was trying to think of things that would be important to you and that would really stand out for you. So number one, play is bonding time between you and your child. Your child will absolutely cherish the time with you and vice versa. Number two, play is a fun time for your child and for you. This helps that bonding experience to be a positive one. And if you feel silly while playing, you'll get over it quickly if you keep doing it. Play is number three, creative time for you and your child. Observe what your child does creatively. Imitate that and then add to it. When playing, sky's the limit. Number four, play is opportunity for communication development. This includes speech, language, nonverbal communication, thoughts, Your child gets to hear all of the different speech sounds when you're talking to them. Play time is a great time to play around with other sounds too, such as animal sounds or car sounds. And some of you out there are really good at sound effects. Use them. Oftentimes, toddlers will imitate silly sounds before speech sounds. Your child gets to hear words, phrases, sentences, but they're not going to be exposed to the language unless you provide it for them. You can practice those narration skills we talked about before in episode six. Number five, play is an opportunity for physical development. Your child gets to move in space with toys or other items, such as a truck they can sit on and push themselves. They learn to move their body in different ways as they grow up, running, climbing, swinging, crawling under things, etc. Number six, play is an opportunity for social development. This isn't just about turn-taking, but that can definitely be part of it. Turn-taking with support begins around age two. And when you play with your child, you get to be the one to help them develop this skill that will serve them well for the rest of their lives. The social skills they develop through play are foundational for your child's relational, academic, and vocational endeavors for their entire lives. Number seven, play is opportunity for emotional development. Through play, your child learns how to cope with emotions and practice empathy. They're also seeing how you respond to different scenarios, such as what do you do when the tower block falls over or when the ball rolls too far away? Are you smiling or laughing when something is funny? Also, children have a sense of accomplishment through play as they're impacting their world and learning 
which builds confidence. Number eight, play is an opportunity for cognitive development. From birth to 36 months, your child's brain develops faster than at any other time in their life. That's pretty amazing. Play will help their brains develop well. They develop attention skills, memory skills, reasoning skills, problem-solving skills, and much more, all with play. So I hope you're starting to see how powerful this play is. Number nine, play is a time to follow their lead or a time for you to take a lead, just a little bit here and there. So when you're letting them take the lead, you can actually imitate what they do. And then when you take the lead, they start to imitate what you do. And number 10, play is a time to model concepts with language. What I mean by that is that your child will learn so much more if you pair words with actions. As you're showing them, you're also telling them. Some things to try, up, down, fast, slow, stop, go, big, little. Do the action paired with the word several times. Remember, if you get sick of hearing yourself talk, you're on the right track. See if they imitate your actions. And when they do, keep narrating or saying the sound. Oftentimes, the action is imitated before the word or sound. So there you have it. Two lists of what play is and what play is not. So let's move on to the talking tip for the day. I'm sure you can guess what it will be today. I want you to get down on your kiddo's level and play. No pressure, no expectations. Watch them, see what they do, and follow their lead about 80% of the time. 20% of the time, take the lead, see what they're doing, extend it, or try something different. And if you're stumped about what to do, please go to the show note. I have a lot of resources there for you. And there's one in particular, uh, I've labeled it the baby games calendar. This is from pathways.org and they'll actually give you weekly activities that are developmentally appropriate based on your child's age. So when you click on the link, you'll have to put in your kiddo's birth date. If you're comfortable with that, then they'll send you weekly ideas. They also have an app you can download and use as a great reference. They are not paying me a dime to say this, and it's free for you. It's just an excellent tool for your toolkit. Also in the show notes are websites for different ages, just to get your creative juices flowing for playtime. Just go and have fun. Thanks so much for listening in today, and I hope that you'll be here next week for next week's episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening in today. My hope is that this podcast will help you feel a little more calm and confident when it comes to your child's talking. If you have any questions about this episode or want something covered in a future episode, let me know. You can connect with me and find more information at randolphspeechtherapy.com. If you found this podcast worth your time, please rate and leave a written review for the show. This helps other moms find this podcast and get help too. Just a reminder, the content in all of these episodes is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered speech therapy. If you need help finding a speech therapist, reach out. I can help you find one in your area or see if teletherapy is a good option for you. Don't forget today's talking tip and have a great day.